Everybody knows how fast the world is changing and uh, the change is, is a must. And if we are not learning, I mean all of us, we cannot have success in military, in business, in anywhere. So we have to be able to learn even better than our competitors are. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. I want to welcome you to our 250th episode, and I want to thank you for all your support over the years. You have helped make this podcast a top-performing show, so thank you very much. This episode today is brought to you by our sponsors, Habit Stack, Ignite Management Services, and Liberty Strength. These sponsors help me bring these shows to you each and every week, so I encourage you to click on their links below and check them out. I also want to encourage you to join us on our growing YouTube channel. Search for Deep Leadership on YouTube for videos of all my interviews and exclusive content. Today, we're going to be talking about transformational leadership, and my guest is Dr. Vesa Nissanen. Vesa is a retired colonel from the Finnish military and the founder and president of Deep Lead, Inc., He develops leaders through his Deep Lead program, which is based on transformational leadership research. Now, this was a fascinating discussion. I love the subject of transformational leadership, and Vesa really helps us understand it. So I know you're going to enjoy this show. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Vesa Nisanen. Vesa is a founder and president of Deep Lead Incorporated, where he develops leaders through his Deep Lead program, which is based on transformational leadership research. He is a retired retired colonel from the Finnish military, and I am excited to have him on the show to learn about his approach to transformational leadership. So, Vesa, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a great opportunity. I mean, delighted. Thank you. I am. I'm excited to meet you and uh, and talk uh, about your program and, and the things that you've developed for leaders. Uh, so, first of all, tell us about uh, Deep Lead Incorporated. What does your company do for leaders? Um, that's a very good uh, question because uh, many people think that Deep Lead is uh, is a theory, which it's uh, it's not. Deep Lead is actually a very practical program, and we simply help leaders to learn. And uh, every, every, anything that's uh, all the things that are really important, uh, it's, it's feedback and learning. So, uh, our main tool is a personal feedback tool, it's based on transformation leadership. And then uh, we use it and we help people to analyze it, to make goals. And then we are working with the people, we are coaching them, we are not leaving them alone. We walk with walk with them. We help them to really to create a learning path. We measure again because you have to be in measurable results. We set the goals again, and that's how we work. Yes. So we it's a learning program, and feedback tool is the yeah, is the hub of the approach. Yes. Okay, and I think you 
you have a program called the Deep Lead Program, right? I think that's what you were just describing. Yeah. So tell us a, a little bit about that process. What does it look like? Um, and, you know, you mentioned that there's there's this feedback portion that you get the feedback. So the leader mm-hmm. then I, I'm assuming takes and makes changes. They make improvement. Then you measure again. So maybe talk us through what that process is like. Uh, yeah, it's the comes from the name actually, the Deep Lead. It's a very short version from the Deep Leadership. Leadership part, it's uh, straight from presence from leadership. I mean, the ideas, the content, what's really important in, in behaviors. And deep, where deep comes from deep learning theory. And originally um, formulated by Ferenc Barton, who's a Swedish researcher, but also, you know, starting from tech measures, transformative learning and whatever, is a strong background. Uh, and I need to explain a little bit what's, what's deep learning is. It's really something that... If you only repeat things in your memory, like we did in the school a lot, uh, to me it's surface learning. You are not really maybe deeply understanding, but you can repeat something. But uh, learning for leadership, if it's true, and if, if it's really changing your behaviors, it has to be deep. It has to go into the level of your values, your attitudes, your motives, and you have to deeply understand and also respect the goals you are setting to yourself and that will bring the motivation to be able to change your behaviors and i think it's not only leadership to be honest if you are if you want to change your way of life your eating habits for example or whatever you need to have a strong motivation and then you have to just follow your goals the goal setting is not difficult actually to keep it in mind every day, every hour, all the time, that I need to behave in a little bit different way. It's it, it's a lot of motivation and good program. So deep is really important because we are the only ones who can change ourselves. Nobody else can do it for us. Yeah, I, I, that's I find that fascinating, and I, I and I agree with with that approach. And I, I love how you parallel that with um, anything like fitness or or eating healthy. It's it's developing the habits, so you have a you have you have to change your as you mentioned your values your attitudes what's your motivators and then you say this is the way it's going to be going forward you have these positive habits and uh, that's how you get yourself fit that's how you eat right but it's also how you become a better leader you develop good leadership habits and through through this process I, I assume yeah yeah and uh, actually it's not only uh, it's not precisely so that I need to change what's really deep inside me. I have to understand it because I also have to approve myself as a good person in the beginning because only people who actually are in balanced situation are able to naturally deal good with the feedback. And and people who have a lot of broken things inside, they are normally, they have a lot of difficulties with even, you know, handling the feedback. So understanding myself and what's really important to understand that things that have been happening to me, my experiences, actually they have been shaping a lot my behaviors. And what I'm now, it's actually uh, reflecting the things that happened to me. So it's not only me that is in the center of what comes to the experiences, it's the environments where I'm being and how they have been shaping me as a person I am. And understanding all of that is is uh, approving of things and then also... Uh, and uh, understanding that if I go in another environment or set to myself another goals, I can also shape myself uh, in a way that it's more intentional and uh, you know 
this is like not like a doom. This is like also there, there are positive things inside. Yeah. So uh, that's why I need a little bit of time in coaching. I need to go through this, you know, half a day or one day to really understand with people what I'm looking for with the word deep. And that's the only, uh, let's say, theoretical thing we need in the coaching. After that, everything is only purely practical things. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So we were talking before we got started, before we press record, um, this program that you have, the Deep Lead program, is based on transformational leadership. So talk a little bit about, um, you know, when you discover transformational leadership and and you and I both were talking about how sort of the light went on in our head when we first discovered transformational yeah. leadership. So maybe you can talk about your journey, when you discovered it and why you based this program on trans- transformational leadership. Yes, uh, there are really uh, clear historical facts. After being 13 years in the military, I graduated from the journalist, of course, as a major, and I became the leadership instructor for Finnish cadets in, the, in our defense university. And that was 95. And I knew that my old experiences were not so nice, so I knew that I have a chance now to have influence on the system if I can find something else for the leadership, both convent and especially about the learning and developing yourself as a leader. That was a kind of black hole. We didn't have any anything on that area. At that time in the leadership, you know, curricula, it was really a black hole, to be honest. So I had this kind of beautiful opportunity. And just before I started, 95 into summer, I was desperately looking around, uh, where do I find something to grab on? Because I have to start in the 1st of September. And then there was a big, big, uh, I think it was uh, pure luck or somebody upstairs was saying to me, hey, look at this, there was uh, an article. In, in our magazine about transformation leadership, written by one of our foreign ministry officials who had been reading a book about that. Mm. And, and as you said, I was totally, totally, uh, totally say, there's everything that's in, important in leadership. So transformation leadership, it hit me like a, like a hammer. Yeah, it was, so I, I knew it, it, this is it. I don't have to invent any, any theory or any 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 kind of you know background because also the research base behind transformation was already so strong that it was it was showing that this really is working and you can find it in for example in all cultures though so it's also universal mm. and well that was the starting case and I created a new curriculum for candidates concentrating only on transformation leadership and learning as a leader in practical way and then. Uh, Two years after that, we had a new commander for the Finnish defense, very decisive one, and he likes to model. And then he said that this will be the model for all mili- Finnish military. And it has been since 25 years okay. used in all levels of Finnish military. So we have 200,000 guys in Finland and also women, not only in the military, but through my company, who wouldn't trade with my program. And comparing our 5.5 million population, that's a big number, two hundred thousand. You know, that's fantastic, and I'm so glad that you that you had that light bulb moment, like I did when I when I discovered transformational leadership, because I think it does make a big difference. One of the things I struggled with, um, you know, a lot of people ask me, used to ask me before I really became an academic, before I worked on my doctorate, they say, "What what describe your leadership style?" And I would always kind of default to servant leadership. Servant leadership, very popular model. And I always thought that that's what I was, was a servant leader. But 
One of the things that I see as a difference between servant leadership and transformational leadership is, um, you know, servant leadership is, is the people focus and you're, you're supporting the people, you're taking care of your people. But I think um, what I saw the difference is transformational leadership looks at not just the people, but also the, the mission, the objective of the organization. So you're working to raise the level of people and, the, and to meet the objectives of the business. There's an and, so it's the people and the mission. And, what, and all that I've ever done in my career has been focused on the people and the mission. So it's always been those two things. And yeah. for, for the first time when I saw transformational leadership, it was talking about transforming both. In other words, achieving both of those objectives together. And it finally made sense to me. And I don't know if that was similar to you where it sort of made sense that you're looking to raise the bar in terms of the performance of the business and the performance of the people. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I think uh, everybody can guess who's watching watching this uh, broadcast to understand that I, I couldn't make this true in the military if I couldn't show them that this is bringing better results than the other models. Mm. Because that's very serious business and you have to be sure that you are training your leaders in the way that they are more effective in the battlefield. That's right. the main thing. And then after that, the model became so famous in Finland in a few years that I had to put out my own company uh, <laughs> 20 years ago. Because people were, they were really asking me to go out, not only telling, but start training and coaching. So I had to make a company and then I get people doing this because that this really became really famous in Finland in a very short time. That's yes. so exciting to hear. And it's, it, it's interesting how it sort of, it sort of had its genesis in the military. Or it had a genesis and you needed to develop, have a program. You found uh, an article, you, you discovered it, you created a yes. systematic way of teaching it. And then it became, uh, it took on a life of its own inside of uh, Finland, which is fantastic. And it's so good to hear. And again, listeners, if you're listening into this, you never know when you're, you know, we talk about leadership ripples. You leave positive ripples where you go. And if you can leave a positive influence, you never know where that ripple is going to go. And it sounds like for you that you create a lot of positive ripples as, as, and as when you discover this, rolled it out, and then people realize its potential within both the military and uh, the business side in Finland. Exactly. That's, uh, you said it. <laughs> You're right. I can only agree what you said. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, getting back to your program, specifically the Deep Lead program, why would you say it's so effective and why do you think it's better than other programs in leadership? Uh, I think mainly, mainly all the programs still now, but uh, especially when I started the business, I made my PhD. I was concentrating on the problems of the of that time, twenty years plus twenty years ago. What what problems the current program, programs had, and we still have the same same kind of you know difficulties. Uh, many people, many coaches, and programs they concentrate on this still describe describing what is good leadership, and because it's so clear. Everybody who has uh, some brains and heart here in, in the right place, it's obvious what is good leadership. But the question for me has always been how to get there. How can I develop my behaviors in a way that I'm closer? I will never be perfect, but I can get closer to that ideal, combining the very servant leadership for people and also great achievement of our goals and mission. At the same time, that's the, that's the point. So... Uh, 
this program is really concentrating on the learning. So we use only some hours explaining the cornerstones, like I speak about cornerstones of transformation leadership, appreciation, trust, enthusiasm, and learning. And then people say, or actually I ask people, tell me what is good leadership, and we formulate together this four cornerstones. What else theory you need? Nothing? Okay, let's go forward. And now, only thing I need to explain is that why actually we need feedback to be able to, to improve our leadership. And then we go to the discussion about who's defining whether we are good leaders or not. Mm. And of course, it leads to the you know conclusion that, of course, it's the people around me. It's not mm. me or my mother who says that Vesa is a very nice boy. Mm. No, yeah, maybe she's yeah. thinking so, but it's the people around me, especially the people I'm, I'm here for. So, uh, and the fact is that since we are social creatures like we are, we are not showing what we really think. We are hiding a lot of things. I cannot really be sure what people are thinking because there are so many different social obstacles for direct feedback, to be honest. That's only by using this kind of feedback tool so that anonymity is guaranteed and all the people can answer how they really feel. I can have an honest picture of really how people see my leadership. And then analyzing that uh, and, and combining it to the operating environment and understanding that they are in, in relationship. It's not very easy thinking, actually. It's a very complicated thinking process, what, what I, I ask people to do. But then they can find, always can find something that you can change in your behaviors. And behaviors are something that you really can change. You are not able maybe to change your natural tendencies, whatever, but many, many things are very simple. They are very simple behavioral things. They are not like uh, mystical things or something that is too deep to change. Something might be, but if you try to work on it, it doesn't go on, then you choose another goal next year. So come on. And um, yeah, so uh, my program is very practical, only a few hours of uh, finding out what's important and then and then directly going to the feedback process, collecting the feedback, very, very easy, used, nice tool. Of course, it's now digital and uh, working internet already 20 years. And then when you have it, then you have a discussion, long discussion with the coach, make sure that you really understand how you should read it so that you don't rush into wrong conclusions because there are people have, who have seen thousands of those, which I have as my coach show. Helping people to relax, to feel good with the feedback, even if it's a little bit critical, as it normally is in some parts. And then helping people to create a development plan. And the key and the hub of the plan is one sentence. Only one sentence, setting only one goal for one year. Only one thing. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. Best-selling leadership author John S. Rennie knows this. That's why he's written a new book called You Have the Watch. It's a guided journal for leaders designed to take you through an entire year of leadership training. By the end of the year, you will master 50 of the most important leadership skills. If you want to have a greater impact on the results and people in your organization, go to youhavethewatch.com and pick up your copy today. 
This episode is brought to you by Habit Stack. Effective leaders make a habit of working on important goals no matter how busy they feel. Habit Stack software helps leadership teams build that habit. The system guides you to set crystal clear goals, align your tasks to those goals, and make progress every week. I use Habit Stack and I absolutely love it. It's such an easy tool to use and I love how it reinforces the right habits with my leadership team. Habit Stack is free to use. It's so simple that you get the hang of it in just five minutes. Go to habitstack.com to get started. This episode is brought to you by Ignite Management Services. Ignite is led by Mike Watson, who you might remember from episode 137. Mike and his team believe that everything starts with leadership, whether it's strategy execution or cultural transformation. It's the role of the leader to create the conditions for their people to succeed. The team at Ignite can help you develop critical habits to enhance your leadership capability and transform your business. Ignite Management is now offering the Resilient Leadership Assessment Tool, This is an online questionnaire designed to assess and guide leadership development, coaching, and team building. It provides leaders an opportunity to gain insights into their leadership strengths and development needs. After taking this assessment, you will receive a custom detailed report that provides practical and actionable recommendations to enhance your effectiveness. I have taken this assessment myself and found it to be extremely valuable in helping me make changes to my leadership approach. Right now, Ignite is offering 15% off the price of this tool to the deep leadership audience. Go to ignitemanagement.ca and enter the code START15 at checkout to get started today. This episode is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger at Liberty Strength. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area that they are lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. Your energy skyrockets, your sleep improves, your confidence increases, and more. But how can you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best people for the job. Don't struggle on your own. Put liberty strength in your corner. Jeremy and his team will work with you to take your physique, mindset, nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step, all-inclusive coaching program. I've worked with Liberty Strength for the past two years, and I'm in the best shape of my life, and I'm still hitting strength personal records at 56 years old. If you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at LibertyStrengthTX.com to find out more and get your initial consultation schedule with him today. You're seeing yeah. me smiling because I love this. Yeah. We end up, we tend to do too, try to do too many things. I love what you just said. One sentence, yeah. one goal, exactly. exactly, one year, and we call it say we call it development sentence. Of course, uh, different languages uh, you might do it, and then it's, it might be like uh, uh, stop and listen your people, or clear out the goals better, or uh, you know uh, show your own motivation by participating more, whatever. One thing, and it's so practical that you know what it means, and actually you have to tell it to your people as well, so that they can support you in 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 working on this. And it's it's open goal, and that's actually really challenging sometimes. It is challenging our current culture of uh, people tend to hide certain things, and this is like uh, opening. You have to open up yourself for for your own people. And for example, the military, you can uh, 
understand that this was really, <laughs> really a new culture when it happened. And there was also a lot of criticism, of course, because not all the people were very happy about this kind of thinking. But then my final, my final reasoning for this process is that, hey, everybody knows how fast the world is changing and uh, the change is, is a must. And if we are not learning, I mean, all of us, we cannot have success in military, in business, in anywhere. So we have to be able to learn even better than our competitors are mm. or our opponents. We have to learn better. Then we win the battles. Then we win the, uh, you know, markets. Then we win, win all the things. We have to be better learners than the others. And what is the main task for a leader? To set example. Mm. And if you combine these two things, learning and set example, what does it mean? I have to show my own example. How do I learn? And this is the most powerful way to set my own example. Be humble and say, hey, I'm not perfect. I know that uh, there are many things I'm good at, but for you, I want to learn even more. I want to set this goal and I want to be a better leader for you. It's very powerful. It's it's so powerful. And one of the things, I spent 22 years working for three global companies, and one of the things I saw was some of the, 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 one of the behaviors I saw from leaders is a lot of it was fear. There was a lot of fear of being, um, well, it was fear of losing your job, fear of looking bad, fear of, um, uh, of, of looking like you don't know what you're talking about. And so a lot, there was a lot of fear-based decisions. But one of the things I noticed is that there were, there was a lot of arrogance in leaders where they said, I, I'm the boss, I know everything. I'm, I'm. And so what you're saying is just the opposite. You're saying uh, you have to be willing to say that, yes, I'm not perfect, I need to learn, and I'm going to, I'm going to learn and set an example for learning because we want our employees to learn, we want our yeah. employees to get better. So we have to demonstrate that as an example to show that we are also humble in learning. We're not perfect. I always say that that leadership is is a lifelong process. You know, maybe you learn it in a year, but it takes a lifetime to really truly master it because there's so many elements to it. So I really like this approach, this idea of um demonstrating the, the ability to learn and also set the example for your teams. I think that's really important. And I think this is probably the biggest thing I see wrong with many bosses is that they they don't have a humble approach. They they assume that they've got the promotion, they're the vice president, so they assume they know everything, which is not the yeah, yeah. whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's right. And uh, that's a very short story how how this is uh, was challenging to Finnish military culture. In in year 96, just one year after I started to process with cadets, I knew already that it's working because the feedback was just perfect. Beautiful. There was an incident in the academy Something happened into exercise, and then uh, at the principal, uh, um, Navy guy, admiral, rear admiral, called me to his room because he, I think, he liked me, and he wanted to uh, give me an advice as an older officer. And he told me in serious way that I had made a mistake because I was asked, I was saying to my people in that exercise or my soldiers who were cadets that I made a mistake. And I was asking, I was saying that I'm sorry that I have been making a mistake. And he told me that a good officer never 
days that I made a mistake. Remember that. Oh. Okay, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so that that is exactly very good example of the difference of the old school leadership. Yeah. That they, that is that you have to pretend that you are perfect and not this kind of leadership that is a true and honest mm. way to see that we are only humans. Me, you, everybody else, we are only humans. And it, it's really stupid to pretend that we are not making mistakes. Every day we make mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, it, it, and I think there's a couple of things there. One is, yes, as leaders, we need to be competent, right? So we have to actually be skilled in what we do, right? So whether you're leading, a, you know, with your, like a submarine officer or you're leading a, a, our, our army troops, or you, you have to know your job, right? But but yeah. and, but you also have to be humble enough to say that I'm I I need to keep getting better. I need to keep learning. I'm I'm not perfect. I I still have work to do. And I think those are your best leaders, the ones that are competent, but yet they're humble enough to say that we're I I can get better. I might be uh-huh. I might be decent at my craft, but this is something I need to continue to develop and learn and get better at if I want to be more effective. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's a you should understand that when you go up to the ladders of leadership, when you are getting positions that are higher and higher, and you have more and more people under your command, or you are responsible, or you're making results with, the more, the more your work is only purely leadership, and not not anymore being an expert. Yeah, and that's, that's sometimes very really difficult for people to understand. You have to skip your thinking that you are the expert. You have to understand that leadership is everything. It's it's your way to give your, you know, what you have to give for the organization. And some people, uh, they they just are not letting out this kind of expertise thinking. And it's very, also, I met the same same case in my work. I wanted to do this and that and that, and it's not easy. Yeah. Mm. That's so powerful. And now, as, as 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 you've seen leaders, you've had you've had thousands of leaders go through this program. Um, what what are some changes that you see that leaders make when they get this awareness of well, may there, where there might be some gaps in their leadership, and then they take action? You know this this idea of um, you know one sentence, one goal, one year. As they take action towards that. Mm-hmm. What kind of um, results have they seen? What kind of feedback do you get uh, from these leaders who who become aware that they need to make changes? Um, I, I believe in feedback, and uh, uh, when I ta- started to do coaching on, to the civilian leaders and people already in the late nineties, uh, I started the feedback process. I have been taking feedback every single day. I've been coaching people how they relate to coaching how they relate, of course, to me, how how they see the process and the goals and all the way. So I have a huge amount of of feedback, you know, uh, giving me evidence how to develop this program and also how to develop myself as a coach, not only as a leader, but as a coach. I've been really coaching thousands of people in this this period of time. And uh, I have really good understanding what I can do and what not. And uh, if I, if you think that we measure in our broker, we measure behaviors in two times in the beginning, then after eight months, for example, eight months is typical, we do it again. And there has been a personal goal. You have set to this goal, helped help by the coach, but it's your goal that, okay, I, I, I learned to listen better. And then we measure it again with the same tool. 
So you have really good way to understand, did I achieve, did I get to my goal? And my percentage, my succeeding uh, percent is 70 in the long run. I know it exactly. So 70% of all the people I've been coaching, they reach their goal. They are able to change their behaviors. 70%. Okay, what is the 30%? There are many things, but only very few of them are not trying. Mostly also these people are trying, but there are changes in, in, in the environment. They have made some uh, uh, civil life uh, challenges, which is more important than the work, into, uh, into, of course, value-based thinking in here. So there are many practical reasons why they are not maybe able to put all the effort on learning. Only very few of them, even zero, is, is saying that this is bullshit. I never meet this. If people think that, they don't say it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so transference leadership is really powerful. It's really powerful because when you open up to people asking, hey, what is good leadership tell me? And we build up these four cornerstones. It's there. Nobody can say that. It's, it's, it's my way of thinking. It's their way of thinking. They are creating this picture. And then we only start to think, hey, where I am? This, it's like a map. And I'm, I'm testing where I am, where I'm good at, and then uh, maybe thinking that I could improve something in, in this map. Never being perfect also, be, be understanding that. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, the, that's true. 70% is my hit rate, let's say this way. Yeah. One of the things I like about the, the system, the way you describe it, is that you're asking the followers um, about the leaders, um, on how effective the leader is. So a lot of times in, in companies, we promote people based on how good a follower they are. So in other words, the boss says, well, this person is good, mm -hmm. I'm going to promote them. But they're they're observing that person as a follower, not as a leader necessarily. So they're mm -hmm. saying, "Well, he, he or she, she follows all my rules. She she does what I want." So so you know they see it's it's a perspective of of a leader looking at a follower. Whereas your method says you're going to get down to the followers and and say assess how the leader is doing from a follower's perspective, which is true truly looking at the leadership skill set of that leader. And I think when you have a standardized system of doing it, now the upper managers can say, well, how is John doing as a leader based on what his followers say? So not based on what I think he's doing. And, I, and that's why it's a different way of looking at a leader. Uh, and I think it changes the it changes the viewpoint to a follower's perspective. And I think that's what's what I like about uh, this program. Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, our tool is, of course, trend 60 degree principle. So it's not only the followers, it's, it's the, the colleagues and also my boss is evaluating. So it's the whole three when, things. When, yeah. Exactly. But when we open up this picture, can you imagine how much people learn from themselves and each other? And and if my boss don't have the fuel, you know, observation on, on which normally is the fact, my boss don't see how I really treat my people. Yes. Yes. So this is opening up many windows and we understand things much better. So it's also, that's the way how we really affect also on the culture. And uh, I have a saying that there are main th two main things as we agreed. There's the goals and the mission and then the people. Yes. But my boss, when my boss is looking my, me as a boss, he's first thinking about the goals. Yes. And then he's thinking, okay, how's treating the people? But how about from the other side? 
yeah. my followers. They first, they always think, the what kind of uh, leader I am, and after yeah. that, they think, what kind of results I'm bringing. And it's, uh, it's obvious, but to understand these things and how they operate, it makes very, it's a very healthy uh, process for the whole organization. Very healthy. It is. I can see it's a major culture shift. It's a major shift in thinking. I can imagine in the early days in, in the military when you were launching this program, you probably had people saying, you're crazy. We're not going to We're not gonna ask the people. <laughs> not yeah, that was maybe people. one of the most nice words they said about <laughs> me, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Because you're, 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 you're shifting, um, you're shifting the perspective uh, to what it means to be a good leader. And I think that's, and I like the fact that you're looking at it from the top and from the bottom. So you're getting the mission and the people, which is truly transformational leadership. So I, I, that's what I love about it. Um, uh, Vesa, uh, so yeah, I have to, uh, the last thing I want to say here is that we have a uh, strong evidence because we are measuring the military culture since that. And the change in Finnish military has been great. It's, it's, it's transformation of a culture. I'm I'm so glad really? to hear that, yeah, yeah. and we need it desperately in the United States military. To be honest, I mean, we have a leadership problem right now in the U.S. military, unfortunately. And uh, I know I'll probably get in trouble for those uh, uh, American military people listening in to this show, but I think we have a leadership problem, and we need this process to be able to change that culture, and so that we can focus on. We do a pretty good job in the U.S. military on mission. We don't do a good job on people, and we've got to we got to get that better. Um, and so, I think this kind of program would be fantastic for the U.S. military for sure. We desperately need. I've been, I've been studying there with your with your military. I know how they think. I know that this has been tested and analyzed for decades already. And also, yeah. U.S. officers and military knows that this is effective, but to implement it, that is the challenge. That is the challenge. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what final message would you like to leave with our listeners? Uh, uh, it is maybe the, the thing that we, what I learned myself first, and, and it was a big relief. You don't have to be perfect. When you say cheers to yourself every morning, it, it helps you a lot. Because then you can get out of the unnecessary roles. You can be more like yourself. And then you have much more energy to be a good leader. When you are not pretending and protecting yourself and accepting the fact that I don't have to be perfect, mm. I'm good enough. I can't. I can't add any more to that. Fantastic summary. Um, how can people find out more about you and your company? Well, it's actually very easy if you will just write deep lead in the in the Google. It gives you all the information. So, of course, there are many many things. And, and also now lately, some other people has found this word deeply. There's one guy from Canada, even uh, writing a book. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote to him, did you know that we have a trademark? Because we, <laughs> of course, to make a business, we have been trademarked. It's a deeply process, tools, and other things. Also in the US, by the way, but also in the Europe. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in a very friendly way, because I believe in cooperation in any sense. But of course, just... Uh, Using Google, you can find find all the things, and also, of course, I have a my profile is in LinkedIn. It's updated because I work through LinkedIn. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's, fantastic. And we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and put links in the show notes for all these resources. And I highly encourage listeners you check it out. It is Deep Lead Incorporated. I it is not associated with Deep Leadership, our podcast, but we do think similar, and we're we're on a similar journey. But um, 
I I really really appreciate the work that Fessa you're doing because I think it's really important. You're you're changing. You know, po- this podcast we say our goal is to build a world with better bosses, and you're doing that. Mm-hmm. You're taking the action. You are making better bosses because of the work you're doing. So congratulations on what the work that you're doing, and 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 I think a lot of times we can read and we can try to understand, but you're taking it to action and helping people change through developing a program that that works. So my hat's off to you. Thank you for what you're doing. And listeners, I encourage you to check out uh, Vessa's res- resources that are in the links below and connect with him. If you, if you found this conversation to be helpful, if you want to learn more information about transformational leadership and the deep lead program that he's launched, I highly encourage you to reach out to him and learn more. The only way you're going to get better is to take a step forward and learn from these programs that you're learning that you're hearing about on this show. Uh, Vesa, thank you for coming on the show and thanks for the work that you're doing. Well, just my pleasure deeply. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast Networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Hey, what's happening out there, everybody? This is Lawrence Ross, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my podcast, The Lawrence Ross Show. Egomaniac. It's a two-hour weekly exploration into my mind. I also do sketches, celebrity impersonations. You're out of order! And I also do song parodies. Not too shabby for a blind guy. Not only are you visually impaired, but you are geographically impaired. New episodes are released every Friday. Check it out on your favorite podcasting platform or listen to it here on Society 13 on Electrocast.